Dan, support for today's show comes from Shutterstock. Every business needs high-quality images to attract and keep customers. Whether you're making brochures or ads or putting the final touches on your next tweet, the visuals you choose are proven to make a big difference. So get started today with a 20% discount at Shutterstock.com slash rebound. So, just the two of us. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Was <laughs> was there somebody else? No. It's just it's always been the two of us, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Is the universe getting smaller? Is that... <laughs> I don't know. I haven't, warp bubble? I haven't looked outside of the window in a while, and I think that's probably don't look for the outside best. the window. It's just gray. <laughs> it's not rendering. Don't ask Siri. Oh, no. don't talk to Siri about I'm, I'm a whether or now. not anybody else exists. <laughs> I wonder if Siri has some joke about that episode. Probably not. Probably not. That seems very specific. Yeah. So that's pretty. Yeah, that seems pretty. Yeah. I was looking at this thing right before we started the show, which I don't know if you've seen the Mira Prism. Have you seen this? It sounds familiar, uh, but I can't think of it. So maybe not. So it's an augmented reality headset for your iPhone. But it's what I think is actually probably pretty smart about it is like it's it's basically just a thing you wear on your head. It's like a heads up display. And so like you slot the phone in, but it essentially just reflects the display onto like a a visor that sits in front of your face so there's no electronics or anything in it it's really just like like a a mount but it it does okay it does deal with that issue of like augmented reality is very cool but a lot of times staring at your phone seems like weird or uncomfortable or just like ergonomically weird like depending on what you're doing with it Um, right you can't always hold your phone exactly yeah so I I don't know. It looked it looked kind of cool. It seemed clever. I don't know how well it will do. It's also you know usual disclaimers about I don't think it's it's on pre order. It's not currently shipping, etc. But it does make me wonder about you know Apple obviously made a really big play into AR at yeah. WWC, and I'm wondering how they expect that to play out. Um, you know, is everybody just going to be using their phones like Pokemon Go style, pointing them at things? Or is there another piece of that puzzle? Yeah. Tell tell me. I was asking you. Oh, you're asking. <laughs> I don't understand. You gave it to the wrong place, Tim. Where is the phone in this thing? Uh, I think it sort of projects out and it like slots in kind of like above your eyes, essentially. Okay. Like, but like sticking okay. out kind of. And then it reflects. I the see. one challenge there, I guess, would be you'd probably need like a specific... Like the app, the apps would probably need to be designed to be compatible because otherwise I would feel like the reflection angles would make it weird, right? Like, would everything be backwards? Right, right. But that's not it's hardly impossible. It's this seems like uh, I don't know. I guess this could work, but it seems like that's not. I mean, this isn't this isn't VR. No, but it's like it's more like the Hololens, yeah. right? Like it's AR, right? So you can see everything through it. Oh, I actually, I meant I meant AR though, because it's because if it's reflecting the screen, see, I is it reflecting the because it can't be reflecting what what the camera sees, what the camera sees, right? It's reflecting what you. It's reflecting something else onto what you're seeing, right? Again, I mean, so everything else would be blank, and then it would add. I mean, I guess it's. I guess again, it's, I it would guess just be how the app AR. was designed, right? Like that's the real issue. Yeah. Is like, yeah, right. it, it obviously can't be anything where you have to interact with the screen. 
So maybe this right. is total bullshit. I, <laughs> yeah, that would be a bit of a that would be a challenge. Well, so the the uh, the, the teens here who seem to be having so much fun um, playing this um, uh, have some sort of handset thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There is some sort of like um you know like the Oculus yeah. controllers have the same thing where you don't need to look at them. Yeah. Right, it's just like a button. There is right. an Engadget right. apparently like does so have much... a hands on with this though, so there it like it exists. It's just not mm-hmm. shipping currently. So yeah, I mean, like like the home uh, automation space. That seems like there's like a whole bunch of stuff being thrown up on the wall, and none of it is quite sticking yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot of possibility, but not a lot of actual yeah great stuff there. Yeah, nobody has like really um, found the one thing that everybody wants to do. Well, I have, but I can't tell you what it is. It's part of my business plan. <laughs> Sure, yeah. No yeah. friend DNA? That's no. It. Sorry, man. Okay. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's this is the kind of we're in those we're in that doldrum period, right? Where it's uh it's July. Oh well like, uh, but you know, we gotta talk about the iPhone eight because we know everything there is to know about that. And well I, once again, I do, but I can't tell you <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Dan. Sorry, I've <laughs> been collecting information do you want to talk about the whole uh the cost versus scale issues which everybody's been discussing yeah we could that's been a hot topic on twitter this morning um so jason wrote a piece about uh how for macworld about how difficult it is for apple to make changes because every time they introduce something to the iphone they have to be able to make they have to they have to get like 50 million parts per quarter right and all of a sudden like they have to, you know, by the way, in the summer, you're going to need to come up with 50 million of these things <laughs> so that we can stick them in the new iPhones. Yeah, don't make, Actually, don't make like 10. Like it's more than 10, that. It's more than that in the fall, right? 50 million is kind of like the average or something. Yeah. I mean, if for a new phone, it's probably higher. I don't know what the iPhone 7 sales were at yeah. launch, but uh, they were pretty. Yeah. I mean, it's a good point, right? In some ways, they're a victim of their own success. Because right. all the tried and true technology that they've been using for years and years, which is is not Im- like it's difficult to get some of that in scale too, right? We've seen battles over flash memory because yeah. everybody wants flash memory, right? Like, yeah. which is what, I mean, why why Nintendo says they couldn't churn out the Switch fast enough is because <laughs> other companies were swiping up all the, the flash memory, right? So, given that, um, if you're introducing a new component that enables some sort of new technology, then I think that's a great point. Like it's hard to drop something in that's kind of envelope pushing if it's coming from sort of like from zero, right? It's ramping from right. zero. Right. So that, so but, the, the idea is, yeah, the idea yeah. is with the iPhone eight that they can make them in small, make them more expensive, make them in smaller quantities and then introduce some stuff a little bit faster than normal because they don't have to ramp up to that scale as quickly. Yeah, well, and that that's an interesting it's an interesting move. I I think it kind of works with Apple's philosophy, right? Because there is an element of luxury and exclusivity to that that really plays well for them. Yeah. And so it's not hard to imagine that they would come out with a high-end iPhone that is more expensive uh that not everybody's gonna get and that'll have some new technologies you know the closest thing as i think i don't remember if it was jason or gruber who pointed out was like you know the closest thing sort of was like that dual camera module in the plus series like yeah and even there 
they're still making a ton of those. And essentially, cameras, right, are not, like, crazy pushing edge, you know, pushing the envelope technology there. So, mm-hmm. but, like, if they're talking about, there's all these rumors about, like, 3D sensors and lasers and sharks with lasers <laughs> sharks, on their heads. So many sharks. So many sharks. There's, there's going to be so many sharks. Free shark with every purchase. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. I mean, and for me, that puts me in an interesting position because it's do I try to grab that newest, most expensive phone? <laughs> I st- I'm just going to get whatever's the smallest phone. <laughs> But you won't have everything, John. You won't have all that's new. <laughs> I already don't have everything. One of us. I'm already like, yeah, I'm into my, I'm into my second year with the SE. Yeah. Which is a, something I hadn't done in quite some time. I haven't can't, I held on to a phone for, for this, for this long. And well, you how know. do you do everything with just one hand? It seems tough if you're holding on to the phone for two years. Oh no, you get used to it. Oh, okay. Sure. <laughs> it's not that hard. I, I think you, I don't think you'd find it that much of a So you know, when you told us challenge, really. that, you're probably pretty close already. Okay, yeah, that's true. When you told us that we could only have that phone if we pried it from your cold dead hands, mm-hmm. that was just that's just accurate. That's yes. Yeah, well like you know, a lot of companies are really interested in making sticky technology that you really <laughs> you can't put down. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, it's good to see that Apple's really uh, yeah. Really, that's also got a handle on that market. Is, that's what my case is made out of, too. Oh, yeah. You should. Um, it's like 3M. You just like peel Super off the glue. backing. Yeah, and it was like, an accident. They came up with it by accident. <laughs> <laughs> and in my other hand. When, the, when, strangely enough, they were trying to come up with sticky notes. Yeah. In my other hand, a gecko, <laughs> which has also not been dropped in two years. <laughs> and, I can't, and I can't see my other hand because <laughs> it blends into the background. Anyway. Yeah, that's that's frustrating. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so, well, I, I, yeah, I think this is plausible. There's some questions over the price tag of that, what that high-end phone might cost. Um, I yeah. think I saw 1200 floated as a, a theory, and of course, all this. Yeah, well, totally yeah I mean, Gruber had a whole... He had math. Uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, you know, speculation, all of it's speculation, but um, didn't he, I think he came up with something around 1200 or something, didn't he? Yeah, something around there. I mean, yeah. I can't confirm or deny that that's what the new phone will cost. <laughs> I hate you so much right now. <laughs> uh, hey, as long as you're hating me, let me tell you, this is a good opportunity to tell you about something that you'll love. In today's digital economy, customer experience is the new competitive edge. And the Couchbase Engagement Database is the only database specifically designed to deliver the brilliant experiences that keep modern customers coming back for more. Old-school transactional and analytical databases can't deliver the exceptional experiences customers expect today, much less the ones they'll demand tomorrow. But the Couchbase data platform is built on the most powerful NoSQL technology to give your web, mobile, and Internet of Things apps unparalleled agility, manageability, and performance at any scale. You can learn more at couchbase.com slash the rebound. Only the Couchbase Engagement Database is designed to deliver ever-richer and more personalized customer experiences as your business innovates and grows. It supports millions of interactions while easily adapting to changing business requirements. It's always on and always fast with consistent high performance and built-in fault tolerance. It keeps your data secure everywhere. And it's built-in smarts for highly personalized engagement. It's right at home on-premises, in the cloud, or as a hybrid. And it gives users a seamless, amazing, and always-on mobile experience. Ready to revolutionize your customer experience? Learn more at couchbase.com slash the rebound. So, slash the rebound. Slash the rebound. 
There you go. How about that? I wouldn't make that up. <laughs> uh, new, new emojis. Are you excited yeah. for new emoji? Well, sandwich. <laughs> Adam? Adam's got an emoji. Now. Everybody wants the sandwich. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, it took a few years, but... Uh, it's funny, because then I looked, and He's then... His rightful place. There's a picture of guy with a beard, and I'm like, oh, he gets two emoji. <laughs> <laughs> that's, no, that's Riker. Oh, you're right. That, that actually does look pretty Riker-ish. I'll take it. I think we're doing an all-Star Trek episode right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> sure, Lex, not? Lex is not Lex here. Lex isn't here. <laughs> Screw that guy. It's probably our opportunity. Um, yeah, I yeah, I mean... Well, you know, I mean, sandwiches are not really... I mean, emoji are kind of Japanese, right, to begin with. And uh, sandwiches are not Japanese. But we've kind of passed that I don't know what you've heard. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, there's a lot of new emoji, which is cool. Apple actually put this up, too, which was kind of funky. Like, they put out, like, a little press release. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. There's two two interesting things that I I saw. First of all is is the cucumber. Yes. And apples apples is the only ones only one that is um sliced up. <laughs> Possibly bold, bold because move. they don't want it to be used as a phallic symbol. Um and all the other ones are are quite phallic. Um and then the other one that has been floating around this way, I guess what this one's already in though, right? Is this is the uh, whiskey one. Oh, right? with no with no ice. With no ice. Apples is neat and everyone else is, has ice and Microsoft's is just like <laughs> Like chock full of ice. It's un well no, it's the 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 I it's just terrible. It's so bad. I mean it is it is as if I made that emoji. <laughs> That's how bad it is. Oh wow. Yeah. But it's like the glass is like a like a black like line. It's like the whiskey is floating like midway. Yeah. And it's just terrible. I like that it's in front of what I can only assume is Mount Rainier. <laughs> <laughs> it might be that would make some sense samsung's actually is funny too because it looks like there's a dollop of whipped cream on top of the whiskey yeah 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 there's there's definitely some that, that look better i mean apples i think obviously looks the best but um, facebook some kinda... of them look perfectly fine if you're if someone who drinks whiskey with ice in it i like facebook's um, because it looks like there's a, like a steak in there <laughs> <laughs> At like first glance, they, yeah. It looked at first glance, it looked like there was just like a slab of like orange meat in there. I'm like, that's <laughs> super weird looking. Yeah, emoji. Oh, it's I, an art. I'll these up. Oh, there's yeah. a. You can go to Emojipedia. Um, okay. Our good. Uh, I believe that is the one that is run by our friend Jeremy Burge, who's uh, the chief emoji officer or some such. Nice job if you can get it. Yeah. Sure. I cannot get it. No, it's already taken. <laughs> I, I don't think you could beat him for his knowledge of emoji. <laughs> there's, there's very little chance. I'm glad um, to see a dinosaur and a zebra, though I'm a little worried that the dinosaur and the zebra appear to be the same size. Uh, <laughs> we put next to each other. <laughs> they can fight. I have questions. <laughs> yeah. Um, person in, in like the lotus position, never going to need that. <laughs> Because you're never zen enough? I'm never zen enough. Especially not when mm. I'm looking for emoji to express my anger. Because <laughs> you're so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't... Yeah. Do you use you, that much emoji? <laughs> you know, I've gotten more into it. I feel it. like I use like five over and over and over again. Yeah, I've gotten more into it. Um, I don't know. 
it is it's just become i talk to like my cousins who are in their early 20s and so there are a lot of emoji thrown around there um and i don't know it's become it is certainly like become very useful shorthand for expressing a certain emotion and i think there is something to be said about that um and i mean you know i don't know there are other things i use a lot i use that ascii shrug thing a lot because yeah it's it conveys exactly some there's like an exact emotion that it does convey that Mm -hmm. i want to be able to to point out to people i actually use anime gifs a a decent amount of feeling sometimes sometimes a picture is worth a thousand words (laughs) i think i'm the first person to say that (laughs) are you starting an ad read (laughs) (laughs) you know john sounds it sounds like a great segue right there have you ever found yourself i don't think we we have anything I beg to differ. <laughs> because, uh, I don't know why you guys never let me talk on the show anymore, but uh, if there's one thing I can do, it's an ad read. Uh, listen, folks, are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Finding great talent like me can be tough. Thankfully, with ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites with just one click. Then their powerful technology efficiently matches the right people to your job better than anyone else. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. In fact, over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Simply screen, rate, and manage candidates all in one place with ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use dashboard. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all size to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. And right now, our listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash free trial. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free trial. One more time to try it for free, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash free trial. Sound good to you? Yes. Anyway, now that Liam is here, the human embodiment of an emoji, we can continue the show. Uh, no, emojis have not... No emoji has sponsored <laughs> no, the show. No one's paying for these emojis. Yeah, I. That's probably yeah. wise oh, that's on shame. their part. When was the last time? When was? The, let me ask you another question. Let me. When was the last time you paid for like an in-app game purchase? In-app game purchase. Um, it's been a little while. I've been kind of on a downswing on apps or on games recently. Like I haven't played a lot of them. I have a few sitting around. Like I was just. I was yeah. on a plane yesterday, and I was like, oh. I should play more of Monument Valley 2 because I've been like only played it like once or twice. And it's fine. But a lot of people have mentioned that they don't find it as challenging as the first one. And I think that's true based on what I have played of mm. it. Um, but yeah, that's fine. I'm trying to think. I if guess I, I don't remember. I guess I don't remember well enough. I mean, it seemed to me to be perfectly the same. It's but... beautiful. And it's I really yes. love the experience of it. It's not exactly yeah. a super hard puzzle game, uh, no, but it's no. it's it is a great it's, it's a nice experience. Um, yeah, there are some other games. I bought a copy. I'm trying to remember if it cost anything up front. Um, there's a card game I really like called Race for the Galaxy, um, mm-hmm. which there's an iOS version of that came out fairly recently. Uh, it looks like it does have a, it has a price. It costs seven bucks, which is not nothing. Um, but it's a fun. It's a game I really like playing. Uh, in person and so i bought that to play around with it and it does have in-app purchase because there are some like expansion sets Um, but i haven't i haven't bought them yet because i haven't played the actual game that much so (laughs) 
you know, I've bought more games than I've played recently. Like, there's, it's been a while since I, I bought a game that I was like, oh, I need to sit down and play this right now. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I bought a puzzle game called um, House of Da Vinci, I think, which some people were comparing to like, oh, this is not bad if you're like killing time waiting for the next version of The Room. And I was like, all right, that sounds kind of interesting. So I bought that, but I haven't even opened it. Um, I bought a couple yeah, other like board game things. I don't get into those that much. I really like puzzle games. I yeah. I just enjoyed. That's my preferred. Yeah, my son loves. My son loves that stuff. That's my preferred he's, genre he's all on the, iOS. All I the think room. there's there are three room games. Yeah, there are three. Yeah, he's played all three of them. Yeah, it's it's, um, it's interesting to me. Like that, the difference is like my genre of game changes depending on platform, because I I mean. Lots of people tried to make like shooters for iOS, and it never yeah. went very well. No. Um, and so I, I, but I really, I mean, I play a lot of shooters on my Xbox because it's really well designed for that. Um, I play puzzle games on my iOS devices. I play board games on my iOS devices. Um, but yeah, like anything requiring sort of like Twitch reflex stuff, I don't, I don't enjoy playing. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But um, there's a so we play Hank and I play um the Plants vs Zombies card game, mm-hmm. um, and I I like that. I mean I know I don't think Lex likes it very much, but um, we have a good time playing it. It's he's he's into he's starting to get into magic, and I cannot figure out magic. Oh man, <laughs> I have tried. I have sat down and tried like several times to figure out magic, and I'm just like, nope, I'm lost. I have no idea what's going on anymore. So the- but it's it's similar. So the Plants vs. Zombies thing is similar, but it's just a lot easier to learn. Um, and he has spent a bunch of, like, his allowance money on getting new cards. And so, and I don't like, I mean, I just like trying to earn the the coins or whatever, the gems that they give you in the game, and then use those to buy um, stuff. So I, I personally haven't spent a penny on it, um, but now we're getting to the point where he is clobbering me. <laughs> so mm, that's going to happen. I am faced with a decision that I may have to drop some, drop some coin in order to uh, keep up with... <laughs> young mr wow Bates. wow it's keeping up with the kids is it's definitely That's right yeah. cost money. he's definitely i mean he's getting good he's getting good and he he occasionally beats me at mario kart stuff now whereas he never was able to be i mean like you know other than a few rare exceptions exceptions he, he's now actually well he's probably he's entering like a third of our matches he's entering that sweet spot right where his his yes. youth, youthful reflexes will begin to trump <laughs> <laughs> your oh, veteran yeah. skills and my eyesight is going yeah <laughs> he's fast enough for you my old confidence. man <laughs> um but the and then the other thing that i played um just recently and only a very little bit but i really enjoyed is um breath of the wild which of course is you know not not seemingly unusual although i've heard every, I've everybody says Zelda it's terrible stuff. Yeah, right. I've tried playing Zelda stuff before and I just never got into it. Um and uh this one is this one is so well done that I'm really enjoying it. So hmm. Yeah, well, I've I've heard people speak very highly of it. Um not I just am not I don't know that I'm yet in the market for a Switch given the fact that I feel like I haven't been playing as many games recently. So yeah. I feel like that's yeah. not a good not a good purchase for me, but I w- I mean not that I really, I really want to play Mario Kart, but I just can't yeah. justify it to myself. Yeah, it's pretty much the same. I mean, you don't have a Wii U though, but it's pretty no. much the same as Mario Kart Eight. I mean, it is yeah. Mario Kart Eight, but I mean, it's the same, pretty much the same as it is on the Wii U. 
I mean, I didn't even get to play Mario Kart 8 that much. I was still stuck on whatever yeah. the one was on the Wii, on the straight-up Wii. Yeah. It's like the one that I played yeah. a lot. Which is really... I mean, it's still good. Um, I think the one on the Wii is probably the all-time best, but... Really? Okay. Yeah, that's pretty great. I from, mean, my ex- from my experience, Sure. Anyway. Yeah, like my... My canonical version in my head is always the N64 version because like that was the yeah. first one I played a lot. But yeah. the Wii one is pretty great. I've only played the N64 on our retro pie, and mm. um, you know it, it's hard to go back to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I played. I pulled out. I pulled out my DS a couple weeks back, and I opened yeah, up that yeah. and played Mario Kart on that a little bit. And that was the the version on the DS That's is pretty good. good. I've played. I've played it on on the DS a little bit because Hank's got that, but um. And that's that is pretty good. I could see really getting into that. Yeah, I, I and I have like the original DS, which has a pretty crappy screen. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah, I. But it, yeah. it, it was they, fun. They have ditched. They're still there. They just came out, or they're coming out soon, right? With a new DS, a new two DS, or yeah, it's a two DS XL um, at a reduced price. Because up till now, the only thing that you could get, other than the so you get the 3DS uh, for like 200 bucks still, and then um, I think for like 70 bucks you could get this cheapo 2DS. Right. Um, but the screen was was basically the size of the original, um, and so now they're they're going to ship a like a folding uh, 2DS XL because they've basically just given up on the 3D stuff because nobody really. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. Just, nobody. I don't think very few people probably use that. Hank turned it off every single time he played that. Yeah, I on that thing. The 3D has never been good enough. No, it just it's it's just it's a gimmick. I mean, I, to me, it feels like going to the movies. It's just a gimmick. I don't I don't like it. So yeah, I I've actually been to a bunch of movies recently and saw none of them in 3D. And yeah. have been. I just I don't think it's worth paying the extra. I went and saw, I saw um, Wonder Woman. I think I saw Wonder Woman in th- Wonder I, Woman in 3D just I because the time. Yeah, well, I went to the, I had some friends who were going to the, we have a couple really big, like the full-size IMAX screens, um, mm-hmm. so, and those were in 3D, there was no way around it, so we, I did see yeah. that, Wonder Woman in that, but I saw Spider-Man the other weekend, I saw that in, in 2D, and... Yeah, I always pick, I always pick 2D. Um, uh, speaking of uh, projection technologies, I don't know, anyway, <laughs> the um, Boy Genius Report had sort of a look at the company... And the technology that Apple bought for facial oh yeah recognition, um, which seemed because I guess the the hubbub uh, apparently is that Touch ID is not going to be in the iPhone eight, and they're going to use some sort of facial recognition. We talked, I think we talked about this last week. Yeah, um, and <laughs> still don't still don't have a good idea of how that's going to work. Yeah, I saw um, the article, and some of the stuff they were saying suggested you know that this this was being designed to deal with some of the problems that traditional face id or facial recognition has run into so okay great like they mentioned for example the thing i saw was that it's it's designed to specifically recognize when something is a photo a video or even like a like a 3d sculpture <laughs> yeah that was always the worst yeah. you know michelangelo was always unlocking his friend's phones just like chiseling out a sculpture and it's just, what a jerk <laughs> unlocking his tablets <laughs> um so yeah that's i mean that seems interesting 
Yeah, I mean the technology. I mean the the just it was a good article in terms of showing what the what that company did and what their technology was like. You know, we don't we still don't really know exactly what the iPhone eight is going to be like. And it seems crazy. It still seems crazy to me. I mean, like, if they're going to get rid of Touch ID, why did they bother putting it in the, the MacBook Pro? Um, yeah. Well, okay, so here's the theory. And I've, I think I've advanced this before, but I will, I'll say it again because I think it's, it's kind of where they're going to go with it. So imagine rather than Touch ID being the sort of central thing, it's really like there's some sort of overall authentication framework that allows a multitude of ways to authenticate yourself, mm-hmm. one of which is yeah. by fingerprint, one of which is by facial recognition, etc. So there's just sort of like a generalized authentication kit framework uh, that accepts different types of biometric or, you know, passcode authentication. So I think that they, they're envisioning, if this does come to pass and they can't get Touch ID in the new iPhone and they're putting in facial recognition, I think basically those will be treated as roughly equivalent in terms of how they're how they're used yeah so yeah they exist they they coexist yeah right but i you know i don't know we'll see it's gonna i feel like it has to be pretty compelling to make a good argument over touch id and and it's not to say apple has you know made things really made these things really compelling before it can definitely do a good job of basically convincing people that this is the way to go but there are some challenges when it comes to this, just as there were challenges with touch ID, I think when it came out like fingerprints, right? Like people, people were worried that like fingerprint data would be stored. The first version was always a little uh, slow, a little lots of errors, like, and it's got much better. The new touch ID chips, uh, you know, are so much faster and more accurate in my experience. Uh, Yeah. It's still the fastest way to unlock my Mac. I mean, I, I tend to use the watch simply because I can be standing up and still moving around. Like I can hit the space bar before I sit down. Right. Um, and, you know, go grab my water or whatever, you know, if it's close by and then it'll unlock my Mac and it'll be ready to go. But, but, but it takes longer with the, with the watch than it does with touch ID. Touch ID is by far the fastest thing yeah. to do. So. I found that in, and I don't know if this is just, you know, anecdotal, but like with the new iMac, I felt like the watch unlocking works much faster and more reliably than with my MacBook Air. No idea mm. if there's a if that's just like totally me interpreting it, or like you know, thinking it's it's faster, or if it actually How is. How old is your Air? The Air is 2014, so it's on the older side. So it's possible there's a faster wireless chipset in there. That's what I was wondering. Yeah, um, I don't know. It seemed like that would be the thing that would make the difference, but. It's it's extremely unreliable on my air as well. Like I I don't know why, but like it just sometimes it will work for long stretches of time, and then it will decide to stop working, and I have to like spend a lot of time fit like turning it on and off, restarting the Mac, like before it will actually yeah. work. Today I had a weird thing which has not happened was been happening to me the last couple of days, but I have never had happen before. Which was normally when I unlock my iPhone, if I have my watch on, it unlocks right like. So I, in the morning when I get up, yeah. I put my watch on and then I open my phone and my watch is unlocked. It was not doing it. And I was super confused about that. Like I kept having, to, I had to put in my passcode and I think there must've been some glitch or something because when I went into the watch app, it was said that it was enabled, but I was like, oh, I'll just turn off the preference and turn it back on again. And so I turned it off. I turned it on. It's like, enter your passcode on your watch. I did that. And then it just kind of sat and spun. <laughs> and I was like, eh. 
okay. Uh, so I restarted both of the devices. I haven't tested yet yeah. to see if that if that fixed it. But yeah, I had not run into that before. It had been pretty reliable for me over the course yeah. of the lifetime for the watch. But then again, watch is getting old too. So I was thinking about that today. <laughs> I was thinking about that today. <laughs> and I had a, like I had some weird thing happen like a like a couple weeks ago. Um, and it oh it was like i think it it was um losing battery like i would get to the toward the end of the day and it would be out of juice which was really unusual because it's usually like for at least 40 percent at the end of the day mm-hmm. uh and i thought oh i wonder if the battery's going and then you know eventually it just rebooted and it was fine uh yeah i mean but but you know at like that point i was thinking well, well at some point you know this is my starting my third year with this watch right right yeah yeah, so um, at some point that's gonna be that's gonna be a thing. Yeah, well, I'm gonna have to get a new one eventually. <laughs> you're, it's con- contractual. I understand. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, like I, I mean, Dan, I gotta keep swimming forward. <laughs> we just, as we discussed, way too many sharks in Apple's pipeline. And it'll come with sharks, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm still waiting because I feel like I'm curious to see what Series Three uh, ends up looking like. Yeah. So, I mean, will there be... Because Series 2 was kind of a modest update. Um, I think Series 3 potentially stands to be a more substantial update, but that's totally yeah. conjecture. I don't I don't think it's coming this year, is my bet. You don't think Series 3 is coming this year? No, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, I was talking to my wife about hers and, like, her experience with it and just, like, what... Because I would... I mean, I, I'm not switching back to a regular watch ever. I just, <laughs> ever, this is, this is who I am. This is who I am now. Um, and she was less sure about that. Um, I think the one thing that she is like, I think she could do like, a, I mean, she would need a Fitbit or something else, but, um, she's not, I think she's not sure that she would want to spend like hundreds of dollars on another one. Um, but the one thing that she uses constantly is finding her phone. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it seems like she actually, I think she probably would end up, <laughs> or, you know, or I'd give her one for Christmas or something, you know, <laughs> like, um, because I, 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 that is a feature that I think she probably would not be able to live without. Mm, yeah. Used on a daily basis. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I still use mine every day. Uh, I've been like, I think it's gotten for me anyways, it feels like it's gotten better at fitness tracking. I don't know if just it's learned Hmm. my patterns or it's, you know, just like updates along the way have sort of improved that, but I've had very good experiences with it. Uh, I walked like a ton this past weekend and it was seemed to be pretty accurately gauging all that. And this is, you know, all without GPS, et cetera. So, yeah been pretty happy with it there's no reason like again there's no reason for me to upgrade it because although the two has some niceties it's not like i i don't feel like i've been missing yeah. out but right. i imagine perhaps a subsequent version um i mean yeah i tend to keep my tech for a while it's really got to be compelling yeah. to make me upgrade like i you know i stick... see them i see them around quite a bit yeah now. i do see them more than i used to as well i was uh i was having lunch yesterday at some place in um up near Seattle, closer to Seattle, and um, there was a, there was a table of guys sitting like next to me, and um, I think two of them had both had watches. There were three guys, and two of them had had Apple watches. Yeah, right. So there you go. 
Oh, it's a, that 66 percent of people have Apple watches. <laughs> what are you, an analyst? Sixty six percent of white men. <laughs> That's more believable. Living in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah, I'm not sure what happened to that Microsoft thing. I guess they still make some of those, right? They still um make that band. The what was it called? The basis basic. I think it was just called the band. Was it wasn't called the band. Oh, okay. I get these. I see a bunch of the. I often see people wearing non-Apple wearables that I'm not sure what they are. Yeah. Um. And like, I think it's. A, I think they're Fitbits. Like Fitbit has an actual watch-looking one. Mm-hmm. Was it the Blaze? I think, I think it's they the do Blaze. Now, yeah. Um. Yeah. I see a lot of people wearing that. Um. And that not that much cheaper, frankly, than an Apple Watch, and doesn't look as nice to my mind. But hey. Um, I mean, every once in a while, I would see someone wear a Samsung gear, <laughs> but I haven't uh, seen one of those in quite some time. And I, you always could, you always noticed them because they were huge. I, I couldn't tell unless the gravitational pull was actively yeah, sure. drawing me towards that person. <laughs> because it was sucking, it was yeah. sucking all the light in the room into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was you couldn't see anything. No, it's it's very disturbing. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's it, I see a lot of people still wearing your sort of standard Fitbit band. Um, yeah, or yeah, bands of various kinds. Yeah, I, I assume that they're Fitbits usually, most for the most part. Although we have some friends who actually have, uh, like, they gave their kids the Microsoft ones. Um, wow, they hate their kids, huh? No, <laughs> I think they were just, you know, I think they got a deal on them. Is what happened. <laughs> um... was, was there some? I, I'll have to go back. I, I don't know the rest of the story, but there was something. There was some. Uh, like charity thing associated with it i believe oh okay as i recall and i can't remember what it was so i should stop talking about it now because <laughs> these stories are always so exciting those are those are the best stories <laughs> i know half I of a story and i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna tell you this you story. should tell me half the story <laughs> and that's half the story that, oh. that would be that's my other podcast and now you know half the story I am the crappy Andy Rooney of, of podcasting. <laughs>